Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the J. Roland Speaks podcast. I hope you had a great day. I hope that these new days of this 2023 year have been so far so good. But if not, I guess what? You're in the right place. This is a place where you are going to learn about some really edifying words, some play, some stories that are going to uplift you and give you a different and much more strong perspective on life itself. So once again, if you are new to this life, I want to invite you to stay. I want to challenge you and stick around because you might learn something really valuable in your life. And even if you don't, you definitely wouldn't have wasted your time because sometimes time well spent is when you find out when you don't like certain things and things that aren't good for you, right? So even if it wasn't a great experience, at least you know in the future not to waste your time on those things again. So I want to challenge you to stick around. Listen to some poems. If you still don't like it, then by all means, thank you for being here. But if you do, I want to invite you to stick around, share your thoughts, let me know how you're thinking, what you're thinking, and... Let me know what poems or short stories you want me to read in the future, all right? I want you to understand, most of the stuff I read here is nothing but great content. It is content that's going to edify you, that's going to uplift you. Nothing that is going to hurt you or make you just kind of question like the value of being a human being. Because just like you, I was broken and I was lost and all kinds of other attributes and adjectives you can add in there. And so I want you to know that, you know, you're definitely not the only one who thinks and feels this way. And so please stick around, listen to some poems, listen to these words, and let me know how you're feeling. Let me know what you're thinking, because I think that there's going to be something amazing about that. There's something amazing about, you know, those things that have been written by so many amazing writers, right? And so surprise yourself. And who knows, maybe there'll be something here that's going to speak to you, right? It's going to like just kind of take a hold of your heart and just like say something to you, right? Because the next day or this week or the weeks that follow after this, who knows? Maybe you're just going to have like a much more enriching perspective. It's like, oh yeah, I remember this poem that this guy read this one time and it talked about this, this or that, right? And so application, right? How is this applied to you? How can you apply yourself to it? I don't know. The only one that can answer that is yourself. So, guess what, guys? Tonight is going to be a request line. That's right, a request line. If you're new to this live, usually what happens is I have a sort of set of list of poems that I read, and I also have like a sort of a theme that goes on that I attach to it. But tonight is going to be different because tonight I want to open it up to y'all. I want to I want to open it up so that you guys can let me know what poems you want me to read on this live right now in this next hour because I want you to just reach out and let me know how you're thinking about what's going on in your life and maybe this poem that you chose might speak to other people, right? Not just to me, but like to especially to other people here. Did you know there's actually so many great people on this live right now like a lot of my followers are really, really special people, and I know that some of you could like really hit it off as friends and like who knows, maybe even like one day meet or something. Because I know for a fact that there's quite a few of my followers that became some really, really good, good friends. So maybe there's somebody here that can like you can you know have a good friendship with. I don't know. 
only the only person that can answer that is you. So, <sighs> all right. So, before we get to the request line, I do have some poems here that I would like to read first. And the first one comes from Miss Gloria. So I want to say thank you to Miss Gloria for suggesting this poem. This one is titled Longing by Andrew Lang. You all ready? All right. Before we begin, I want you to get some headphones. I want you to get some earphones. I want you to get some AirPods, whatever it is that you use, use to listen to the music. And then I want you to find a nice comfy place, a place that is nice and cozy. Maybe you're on the couch, maybe you're in your in your quarters, maybe in your chambers, <laughs> or maybe you're out in the patio, maybe you are out somewhere in the mountains, maybe you're at the beach, maybe you're in the forest somewhere camping, I don't know. But find a nice cozy place just for you. Or maybe you're with a special friend or maybe with your spouse and like maybe both of you can listen to this right now where it is i want you to find a place just for y'all just for you and listen to this next poem you ready all right here we go when this track starts again once again we're gonna get go ahead and get started here we go okay so this is titled longing by andrew lang this is requested by gloria here we go to me in dreams and then one saith I shall be well again for then the night will know will more than pay the hopeless longing of the day nay come not thou in dreams my sweet with shadowy robes and silent feet and with the voice and with the eyes that greet me in a soft surprise and last night last night in dreams we met and how today shall I forget or how remembering restrain mine in incommunicable pain. Nay, where thy land and people are, dwell thou remote, apart, and afar, nor mingle with the shapes that sweep the melancholy ways of sleep. But if, perchance, the shadows break, if dreams depart and men awake, if face to face at length we see, be thine the voice to welcome me. I don't think you guys heard this poem very well. Did you guys listen to this poem? Did you actually like pay attention to what it was saying? This is such a great poem, by the way. Thanks, Gloria, for suggesting this. Oh, and Kitty, thank you so much for the gifts. <laughs> good night, good night. So here's something that is a very, very simple concept. Very simple concept, right? So whoever is speaking, we don't know who's speaking, okay? 
A lot of times whenever we analyze poems, we assume that whoever wrote it is the one that's speaking. And that's mostly true, but there's many instances as well that that's not true because poets like to create personas, right? Like like characters. And so they sort of embody sentiments and characteristics that they themselves don't necessarily have, but they would like to portray in the future. So here's one where Andrew Lang uses a particular persona we suppose it's him but we don't know and he says come to me in dreams and then one saith i shall be well again so i've shared this concept before in other lives but a lot of times we like to dwell in the memories of past loves and I know I've had, I know quite a few of you have had this conversation with people before, but a lot of times you kind of like assume that, well, hey, this guy or this woman mentioned their past love, their ex, right? And they're like, oh, and then you kind of assume like, oh, they're not over it. Now, by and large, yes, there are some signs that they show that shows that they're not ready for a new relationship, right? Particularly with you. But sometimes people have processed it so well, right? Their, pro their, their, their exes so well that they no longer have those strong lingering feelings for them anymore. But they're able to, re to remember all of the good times, right? Which in itself is actually not a bad practice to have because that's actually a good sign because then you can say, then you can tell that that person, right? Whether it's a guy or a woman, but, and I'm, but I'm sm mostly speaking for guys here. Most of the time, like, guys have compartmentalized it so well that, yeah, I mean, I want to be with someone. I want to hang out with someone that is able to differentiate, like, the bad memories from the good ones. And if that, if those good memories include people that, you know, were in their past love, then, yeah, I think there's, that's a pretty good practice to have. Now, keep in mind, like, they're not going to be, like, mentioning them, their name the entire time, right? Like, that's not a sign of someone that has, you know, got over their ex. But someone who is able to at least reminisce and remember the, the good times, right? And for, 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 you know, sometimes during the season, like, like, it's just something that, like, reminds them of, of them. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I did that, blah, 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 right? Like, like, it's, of course, it's not comfortable if you were to say that with somebody that you're currently dating. But at least you're able to, like, at least, like, hold on to the good memories. Because a lot of those times, those good memories say something about you, right? You as a person, because, you know, you did something really special. You did something very unique during those those times, those moments. And so that's what I mean by someone that is able to at least, like, maintain composure and is able to retain the good memories right okay so that's one way of explaining this particular concept in the poem but here's another one so in this poem we have a person that is dreaming about someone they love and once again we don't know what happened to them but they love them so much and so well that they think about them in their dreams. Why? Well, 
here's one particular outcome, at least, one particular way of thinking about this. Here are two very easy concepts that I would like to teach you tonight. And the first one is called simulation. Alright? Simulation is when you have, like, a replica of something that it's imitating. So, for example, for example, a simulation of a robot, for example. A robot is a simulation of a human being most of the time, right? Especially when like new technologies that are coming out for that are trying to simulate AI, right? Artificial intelligence, which is, you know, trying to simulate like human intelligence, right? Like like a, a really really smart human intelligence. So AI is like a simulation of human minds. We know that that simulation is not the real like origin of intelligence because it's imitating someone else's intelligence, right? It's imitating like something else, so it becomes a simulation. So that's the first concept. It's an easy one, okay? The second one is called there's two pronunciations. So you can say simulacra or some some people say simulacra or simulacra <laughs> or simulacra. So either one is fine. But if you've never heard of simulacra or simulacra, it comes down to this. And this is where things can get a little dicey, okay? But I promise, I'll try to make it easy as possible here. Simulacra or simulacra is when a imitation of whatever it's imitating, right? So let's take the artificial intelligence once again. It's when the imitation becomes the reality and no longer becomes a representation or an imitation of what it originally was imitated as. That's what a simulacra is supposed to do. In other words, if that artificial intelligence became so autonomous, so independent, so unique, and so different, that it no longer is imitating human intelligence anymore. It's imitating, it's, it's becoming its own intelligence. It's not imitating anything else because that imitation is so unique, so rare, and so different that it becomes a, its own entity. And that's what you call a simulacra or simulacra. If you want to read more about this, by the way, there's a French philosopher. His name is Jean Baudrillard. And I recommend you guys go and check out his work because he talks about this a lot in his work. Anyway, why is this important? Because in the poem itself, it's about a dream. And what's the dream doing? Well, it's trying to imitate, it's trying to simulate the person that they're in love with to be in the dream with them. Because that's how powerful 
of an image and that's how powerful of an impact they have on the person that is dreaming about them. So dreams are an imitation basically. But wait, it gets more interesting because in the poem itself, he writes, Come not thou in dreams, come not thou in dreams, my sweet, with shadowy robes and silent feet, and with the voice and with the eyes that greet me in soft surprise. Come now, not, come not thou in dreams. Last night in dreams we met, and how today shall I forget? Or how remembering restrain mine incommunicable pain? Dwell thou remote, apart, afar, nor mingle with the shapes that sweep the melancholy ways of sleep. And here's where I want to argue, or not argue, but I want to make the point that now he is so embedded in the dream itself that it's no longer an imitation. It's no longer a simulation. The dream itself has become the reality for this gentleman. It's so real that he would rather dwell, he would rather live in that dream with her because it's so magnificent, it's so wonderful, it's so beautiful, it's so different, it's so not like the reality that where it came from. It's no longer a simulation, it's a simulacra. Right? So like, and then the last verse he says, but if perchance the shadow shadows break, if dreams depart and men awake, if face to face at length we see, be thine the voice to welcome me. Right? These are all suppositions. These are the ifs. He's not saying that he wants that. But if that happens, that dream is no longer a simulation. Now it's actually a simulacra. That dream has become the reality now. And it's so real, so vivid that he is happy in this place. He is happy because he can actually hear the voice of the woman that is welcoming him. It's so real that he can actually almost like taste her lips and feel her caresses and just be in the same dream with her. Is that amazing? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Gloria. Yeah, my condolences for your son. Really sorry about that. But it's a great, it's a great poem, right? The whole idea of like simulation and simulacra. Actually, I forgot about this. The best way to understand the difference between simulation and simulacra is if you watch the movie the matrix right like the original ones not the last one that came out which was anyway so this is the, the first one that came out the first matrix right that's actually a really good example why because you remember you remember the character cypher 
Do you guys remember the character Cypher? He was kind of he was one of the ones that got out of the Matrix originally, or I mean, he was one of the characters that got out, one of the human beings that got out of the Matrix. But then he regrets it later. He regrets getting out of the Matrix because he realizes that the real world, right, the quote unquote real world, wasn't as as, as exciting as the Matrix because in the Matrix. You know, he could have like the best food. He can have like the really nice, you know, really nice clothes, and you know, just all kinds of of experiences. If you know what I mean, right? Like, like he just really wanted that because he he realized that in the outside world, the non Matrix world, it wasn't as exciting anymore, right? He he was struggling to like experience those things, right? You understand what I mean? Like, like the Matrix itself is a simulation of what Earth used to be in the film, okay? Which is why the computers created that world so that they can fool humans into thinking that that world was the reality. But see, here's where it gets interesting because every single one of those humans that were in the Matrix, that are in the Matrix, they don't know that. They don't know that there's an outside world. They don't know that they're in a simulation. So that world has become so real to them that it's no longer a simulation. It's a simulacra. You understand? Like the simulation has now become the reality for them, and it's so real that they truly live their best life, their full life in that matrix. And some of us have a hard time. Distinguishing and differentiating the reality from the fantasy, from the dream, that once we leave the dream, the reality is no longer as beautiful, as no longer as important, no longer as vital, no longer as worth living, and so they would rather go back to the dream state because there they know that. The experience there is so real. The reality is so real that it's going to be a simulacra, simulacra. And this, ladies, this is why men are so great at. Loving you, ladies, and I'm talking about like one, okay, like like one lady. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about like all those awful people that are really insecure about their life and they can't really like concentrate on one. There's other issues there. I'm talking about like the guys that are like super loyal and super like intentional and just want to spend time with that one woman that they're that they're interested in. We want to create this simulacra basically and we want you in it because we want you to know how it feels when you enter our life and you show us interest and you treat us like kings and you treat us with respect and love and therefore like we want to create a simulacra for you for us so that this world that we create is our world together right before kids or even after kids that queen that's in our life is going to be 
our kingdom, right? It's going to be our world. So it's it's going to be a, a, a simulacra, basically. You understand? This is why men are so good at that. We're so good at like creating these worlds, right? We want you to dwell in the same dream space as us. Yes, we dream about you. Yes, we think about you. We may not express it through words all the time, but make no mistake, yeah, we definitely think about you. We absolutely think about you, especially if you show us interest and you actually like want to be with us. We're not going to be like that with someone that's like half like thinking about maybe, you know, being with you. No, forget about it. If you're going to be like that, like, you know, I don't have time for that, man. I want you to be all in or not, because I'm definitely all in. And if you're not, then I'm not going to create, waste my time creating this world for, for us. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to wait for you? Do you actually mean that? I'm going to wait for you. If you mean that, then yeah, I'll wait for you. And if I say that I will, that means I will. Nobody else is in my dreamscape. Nobody else is in these simulacras. Nobody else is a simulation anymore. There's only one that I'm interested in, and that's in you. The one that actually says that they love me, that says they want to be with me, and they say that they love and respect me, right? So, yeah, we're good at that. <laughs> cool? Awesome. So that was titled Longing. By the way, since there's relatively some new people in this life, I want to explain this concept, longing. It's been a while since, I, since, since I've explained this to y'all, right? So you that are new in this life, you're in for a real treat because you probably never heard of longing in this way before. And I'm talking, and if there's any dudes in this life, okay? If there's any dudes in this life, I want you to know that y'all are especially like, I'm so happy you're here. You know what I mean? Like, I do these lives with, especially this 2023 season, I'm doing these lives so that I can like call out men and strengthen us and, you know, really, really like show women and especially to understand like the importance of good men because I know there's good men out there. I know, but most of us, are minding our own business and most of us are so concentrated on our work in our own lives that yeah like we really don't want to waste time with someone that is kind of wishy-washy on us because we've experienced what it means to be used we've experienced what it means to be like just absolutely just misunderstood and, and, and absolutely just just thrown side to side and everywhere because you know there's women out there that really like pounce on men that are so good right good men are so full of, of 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 amazing like words that we have nothing but compassion for you because we are we we believe you we believe we're full we're easily fooled by those that like say that they want us and all they wanted was just to have some type of like edifying you know attention of some sort right so, this is why I'm so happy that there's some dudes in here. So, 
here's a word for all of us, whether you're a woman or a guy. Here's a word that I want you to learn tonight. Besides simulation simulacra, here's another one. And that is the word longing. Now, why is this such a big deal? And it seems like pretty easy to understand because, well, I mean, I know what longing means. I know you know what longing means. But do you actually know what it means? <laughs> do you actually know its etymology, how it actually, like, derived, right? So if you don't know what etymology means, it means like the study of a word, the history of a word, where it came, what language of origin. It's amazing. It's amazing practice. Whatever whatever field of practice you're in, you should definitely learn how to look up the history of a word because whatever profession you're in, you're going to appreciate that word and how it's used in your field and you're going to look at it from a different perspective and it's going to be so much more significant. So, longing. It is a Latin, the Latin root of longing is longere, okay? Or you can say longere. Longere or longere. Okay, so it's L-O-N-G-E-R-E. Okay, so longere, longere. Now, what does that mean? That root, that Latin word longere, means to extend. It's an extension. An extension of what? That's what we don't know. But when you say that you long for someone, okay, when you say that you long for someone, you're basically saying this, I am extended for you. Now, you might scratch your head and think, what? I'm extended for you? That makes no sense. That, that That's even weirder because, you know, that's what, what's that clay guy here in the States? Like, like he was a really famous character in a cartoon. Uh, what is it? Gumby? Gumby or something like that? Gumby? Anyway, there's a character that's kind of a cute cartoon that you can like basically like bend to him and he's ex very extension extensive, sorry. Anyway, so <laughs> all, anyway, just to say that you know, when you hear this you when you hear this phrase like I'm extended for you, what does that mean? Well, if you are extended by someone else, here's what it really means. All right? When you are so in love with someone, when you are so invested in someone, when you are so close to someone and feel very connected to someone, what you're really doing, what you're really saying, what you're really feeling, and what you what and what you really are intending them to to know, when you say you long for them, okay, when you tell somebody you long for them. What you're really saying is, a part of me is in you, and the further you you go away from me, right? The the further you 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 are away from me, right? Like like the length wise, right? Distance wise, the further you are away from me, then the more I become extended. Now, in the laws of physics, when you extend someone. Right when you ex when you extend something when you when when you like pull it apart, especially like a rubber band, right? Like when it comes to physics, when you pull apart this material or physical matter, and you stretch it so so much that that middle part becomes so thin, it becomes brittle, 
And if you extend it far, even further away from it, it's going to eventually break and it's going to snap. Right? That's just the law of physics. So, when you say you long for someone, they have been in such a great distance from you that you are becoming stretched out thin. Therefore, if they keep going away from you for a long time, eventually, metaphorically and spiritually, you'll break because they've been so away from you. Which is why it is such an amazing and such a purpose-driven word to use. Do not use longing lightly. Only use it for the people that are truly in your life and that really, really like love you and that you have an actual future with. Tell them you long for them. Those are the people that deserve those special words. It goes beyond missing them, okay? You're not just missing them. They're carrying a part of you in them, and therefore you're requiring them to come back to you because then you become whole again, which is why that word longing is so, so amazing. And that's what the title of this poem is called, Longing, right? He has been extended by this woman for so long that he decided to create a dream world, a dream state where he can be happy with her in there while she is absent, while she's away. So the dream world becomes the reality, at least for now. And it's no longer a simulation, it's a simulacra. That's why that word is so, so good. And you need to use this and truly, truly, like, tell that someone in your life, I long for you. Do not go away from me for that long. I can't wait to see you again. I can't wait to hear from you again. Do you know how many nights I've stayed up and seen my bedside empty and how much I just can't stand that sight anymore? Do you know how much I've looked at my phone to see if you left a message of some sort? Did you leave a text message? Did you leave me a snap? (laughs) Do you know how much I long for those pictures? Woman, I told you that I loved you. I long for you. A part of me is in you because I've spent that much time with you. I've done things with you and I've done, said things only to you. My words themselves are in you, whether you like it or not. And I want them back because I want you with them. I need you to reach out to me and tell me again and again 
how much you longed for me. And I swear to you, I remind you every day just how much I honor you, how much I care for you, and how much I long for you as well. forget it. Alright? Once again, thank you Gloria for suggesting this poem tonight. It is called Longing by Andrew Lang. Go and read this poem yourself. I will say it's a little, actually a little hard to find online, just FYI. So you might have to actually look for a collection of poems by Andrew Lang and maybe go to your local library and find out if there are any collections of poems by Andrew Lang. <laughs> so, so there you go. All right. So well done. Well done. Well done. All right. I got a, a couple of more requests here by, let's see. All right. Miss Lisa, I believe you requested a couple of Neruda poems. And so these poems are fantastic, y'all. You definitely don't want to miss these. So stick around. I'm going to hydrate. I'm going to drink some water real quick. All my regular followers, you all know what to do. When I'm drinking water, you got to tap that screen. You got to keep tapping it until I stop drinking water. And then I'm going to do a quick little check on my soundtrack and do a five second countdown. And we're going to read sonnet number. What was it again? <laughs> sonnet number. 11? No, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Sonnet number 11 by Pablo Neruda. Oh, and to all my Spanish speakers, por favor, no se vayan, no se duermen, porque voy a leer este poema en castellano, así que por favor, lo hago por ustedes, porque ustedes son mi sangre, mi... Bueno, somos hermanos de alguna forma, ¿cierto? Así que no se vayan, no se acuestan. Por favor, pónganse, pónganse mucha atención, porque voy a leer este poema de Neruda, soneto número 11, para ustedes, en vivo y en directo desde el Carolina del Sur. Aquí vamos, ¿cierto? Ok. All right, y'all. Tap that string. Oh, I was a little cold. All right. <clears throat> Man, I love this beat. I love this beat. But I gotta move on. All right, let's see what we got here. Ooh. Yes, sir. Woo. All right, here we go, guys. So, five seconds down, down. Okay, here we go. I crave your mouth, your voice, your hair, silent and starving, I prowl through the streets, and bread does not nourish me, dawn disrupts me all day, and I hunt for the liquid measure of your steps. 
hunger for your sleek laugh, your hands the color of a savage harvest, and hunger for the pale stones of your fingernails. And I want to eat your skin like a whole almond. And I want to eat the sunbeam flaring in your lovely body. And the sovereign nose of your arrogant face. I want to eat the fleeting shades of your lashes. And I pace around hungry, sniffing the twilight, hunting for you, for your hot heart. Like a puma in the barrens of Gidratue. sir yes sir do you guys like that yeah you didn't know about anu that could talk like that did you yeah it's not just a gentleman he's you know very sensual so just fyi all right i'm gonna read this in spanish now for all my spanish speakers así que pónganse mucha atención porque aquí viene soneto número 11 Tengo hambre. Tengo hambre de tu boca. De tu voz. De tu pelo. Por las calles voy sin nutrirme. Callado. No me sostiene el pan. El alba me desquicia. Busco el sonido líquido de tus pies en el día. Estoy hambriento de tu risa resbalada, de tus manos color de furioso granero, y tengo hambre de la pálida piedra de tus uñas. Y quiero comer tu piel como una intacta almendra. Y quiero comer el rayo quemado en tu hermosura, la nariz soberana del arrogante rostro. Y quiero comer la sombra fugaz tus pestañas y el hambriento vengo y hambriento vengo y voy olfateando el crepúsculo buscándote buscando tu corazón caliente como una puma en la soledad de Kitratue <laughs> Did somebody just say that has got to be the comment of the evening. You'll marry my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've never read that before. That is definitely a unique comment. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Is it, is it Isabella? <laughs> You'll marry my voice, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> oh, man. I think that made my evening. So, muchas gracias. Fue muy chistoso. Muy gracioso, me, me gustó bastante. Muchas gracias. <laughs> All right, that was sonnet number 11 by the amazing Neruda. And to follow it up, also requested by Miss Lisa, is sonnet number 17, I believe, right? Let's see. Yeah, sonnet number 17 by also the amazing Neruda. Are you guys ready? So I'm going to read this in English, followed by the Spanish. Así que, por favor, toda la gente que habla en castellano, 
No se duermen porque aquí viene otro poema de Neruda en castellano. Pero voy a leerlo en inglés primero y después en castellano. Así que... Deme un poquito de paciencia. Paciencia, perdón. Y bueno, aquí vamos, ¿cierto? A ver, permítame un ratito. Quiero cambiar la canción. Dame un segundo. I, yeah, I can do that one. Let me see. Hmm. All right, here we go. You guys ready? This is sonnet number 17 by Neruda. I don't love you. As if you were a rose of salt and topaz, or arrow of carnations that propagate fire. I love you as one loves certain obscure things, secretly between the shadow and the soul. And I love you as the plant that doesn't bloom but carries the light of those flowers hidden within itself. And thanks to your love, the tight aroma that arose from the earth lives dimly in my body. And I love you without knowing how, or when, or from where. I love you directly, without problems or pride. And I love you like this because I don't know any other way to love except in this form in which I am not nor are you so close that your hand upon my chest is mine so close that your eyes close with my dreams my dreams it's not so good Ladies, don't you want somebody that talks to you like that? I mean, seriously. If a guy wrote you a poem in that way, it's game over. Alright? Enough with the charades. Stop playing hard to get. Okay? Like, this guy is completely, like, in love with you. So, why are you holding back? <laughs> yes, you're into your career and your life. Yes, I get it. Alright. That's nice. Nice to hear But do you love me? Come on, woman. <laughs> I'm creating this simulacra for you. All right? I've been extended by you, and I'm longing for you, and here's some words for you. And you're just going to sit there and cross your arms and say thanks? Girl. Come on now. Mm. Get out of here. All right. So I'm going to read this in Spanish now. <laughs> It's a great night, y'all. All right, so... <laughs> Soneto número 17 de Neruda, 17. Aquí vamos. ¿Listos? Ok. Para toda mi gente español que habla en español castellano, de la madre patria o de Latinoamérica, bienvenidos 
aquí vamos a leer un poema para ustedes en vivo y en directo desde el Carrillo del Sur. Yo soy su servidor, J. Roldán. Gracias por estar aquí. Aquí vamos en 3, 2, No te amo como si fueras rosa de sal, topacio o flecha de claveles que propagan el fuego. Te amo como se aman ciertas cosas oscuras, secretamente entre la sombra y el alma. Y te amo como una planta que no florece y lleva dentro de sí escondida la luz de aquellas flores y gracias a tu amor vive oscuro en mi cuerpo el apretado aroma que ascendió de la tierra y te amo sin saber cómo ni cuándo ni de dónde y te amo directamente, sin problemas, sin orgullo. Así te amo porque no sé amar de otra manera. Sino así, de este modo en que no soy ni eres tan cerca que tu mano sobre mi pecho es mía. cerca que se cierran tus ojos con mi sueño se acabó ya no jugamos ese jueguito ya te expresé como yo siento por ti así que por qué te por qué te ¿Qué te haces el audio del queque? <ríe> ¿Qué se, ¿Cómo se dice en Chile? Yo sé que te eres preciosa. Yo sé. Yo no estaría perdiendo, gastando mi tiempo con una persona ordinaria. Yo gasto mi tiempo, mi energía, mis pensamientos, mi corazón, mis palabras para ti. Y tú... ¿Qué hubo? ¿Qué tal? ¿Sientes algo para mí? Porque yo tengo que dudar. ¿Acaso te gustan los juegos? Bueno, si te gustan los juegos, jugamos un ajedrez. O el fútbol. O quizás te gusta correr. <ríe> jugamos a esos juegos. Pero no jugamos con los sentimientos. No juegos con mi corazón. Yo no estoy aquí para tu gesto. Yo estoy aquí para amarte, para guardarte, para protegerte, para edificarte, para 
apoyarte para decirte todas las maravillas que existen en este mundo no son nada comparado contigo tú eres la mujer, la mujer más preciosa que he visto internamente exteriormente tienes una inteligencia que estoy pero tan enloquecido así que basta de jugar de esos jueguitos no perdamos más el tiempo ven aquí conmigo déjame abrazarte déjame besarte déjame Déjame hacerte el amor con humor, con cariño, con respeto, con propósito. Yo sé que tú necesitas ese tipo de amor. Hay algo en ti que necesita un cariño que no tiene límites, que no tiene definición. Pero tú lo sientes. Tú lo sabes. Te ofrezco una paz que para muchos se demoran en conseguir. Yo no juego con tu corazón. Yo no juego con tus sentimientos. Yo estoy aquí para servirte, para protegerte, para apoyarte. Esta es mi forma de amarte. ¿Entiendes? Así que... Gracias por estar aquí. Gracias por... Oírme. ¿Cierto? <laughs> Alright guys, we're gonna switch back to English now. Thank you so much for all my Anglos here for being so patient, being so kind. I know there's probably some kind of like scratchy words here. It's like, hey, wait a minute. I recognize that word that he just said, but I don't know what he said the rest of the way. So, <laughs> so thank you for being patient. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. So I need some more requests. This is request night. Just in case you didn't know this, if you knew this live, we do a request night during the week. And this is your opportunity for me to read something that you would like for me to read, right? All right. Oh, is it cool? New guy. Was it? What is it? His name? Kamal Kamalaresi. Kamalaresi. Cool. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Please come back, and I hope you are enjoying yourself and are learning some new terminologies here that that we're sharing. And so, thank you so much for being here. It's so nice to see a man in here. So. Thank you. Come back. We'll, we'll hopefully do this again in a couple days. If maybe tomorrow, I'm not sure. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you soon. So thanks again for your attention, right? For your attendance. So, all right, guys. I need some more requests, guys. What else do you want me to read? You guys do the work this time, right? 
I've been doing it for every other day. <laughs> but except for request night. Request night is all about y'all. You guys need to tell me what it is that you want to hear. Let me know what it is that you want me to read. And I want to say thank you again to Miss Gloria and Miss Lisa for suggesting those awesome poems. And I know somebody has requested something before, but I just don't remember. I couldn't read it. Uh, so if you would like to... Well, let me know what it is that you want me to read. Then that'd be great. All right, so Gloria and Lisa are going to say some more requests. But before I get to y'all, I want to make sure that I honor some other folks here. So let's see. So before I read Gloria and Lisa's requests again, the tactics and strategy, which is a good one, by the way. I also want to read somebody else's and all right looks like we have Delilah Delia Delia Burns you mean Khalil Gibran like what do you want me to read from him because he writes a lot of short stories and as well as poems but don't make me think tonight. Come on, guys. You guys gotta, like, give me the actual title. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Alright. So, you want something from Khalil Gibran? Okay. That's cool. One Wall. If. Oh, by Rudyard Kipling. You want me to do that one? I got you. I got you. Are you a guy or a girl? I'm not sure. It just says mirror. So, if it's mirror, that means I'm talking to myself. So, I got you, bro. I got you, homie. Alright. I got you. One of my poems? Uh, I don't know. But I do have it here. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't like sharing mine lightly. It has to be a special occasion. Alright, so I got Gloria's, Lisa's again, and of course, Khalil Gibran and Roger Kipling. Anybody else? I need to put this in the QE before I begin reading some of these, y'all. Oh, on the wall, you're a girl. All right. I got you, lady. I got you. I got you. All right. What else? What else? What else? Anything else, y'all? Remind me the name of the poem about the man who waits for his woman to overcome her own issues. There's a lot of those, actually. Do you remember the like one of the lines? If you can tell me, if you can recite one of the lines, I can probably tell you what the, the name of it is. Because there's a lot of them like that. You want a Robert Frost poem? Robert Frost. All right, I got you. Anyone in particular? You want me to do the snowy stopping by the woods on a silly evening, or do you have something in mind? And chiap chiapodre chiapodre. Pamela, Pamela, Pamela. Bienvenidos. So, do you have a poem, or is that just like you're just saying ah, just to say ah? Read a couple of days ago. Denise, if you can tell me like one of the lines, because I mean, there's a lot of poems that are about waiting. What? Ooh, my last touches. Well done, Miss Sandra. That is a great one. I haven't read that one in a long, long time. 
Oh man, that is so good. That's definitely on the QE. Thanks, Sandra. That is such a great poem. I'm definitely gonna read that one. Alright, Denise says I read a couple days ago. Do it for Blanquita. <laughs> I don't know if Blanquita wants me to like do it for her, honestly. <laughs> I mean I did write it, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she wants me to read it, honestly. That's fine. I'll read it. That's fine. No worries. I got you. All right. I would love to hear your favorite poem. Okay. Yeah, I'll read something. Edgar Allan poem, The Raven. Okay, I'll do the... How about we do another one by Edgar Allan Poe? Is that okay? Um... I think you'll be I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by the one that I'll pick. Do you like Annabelle Lee or To One in Paradise? Those are those are good. The Raven's good too. I just I don't know. It's a little bit dark and so I want to like keep sort of like sort of like the upbeat tempo cuz all these beats right now like I want to keep that sort of rhythm going. So The Raven is not exactly for this beat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> But it's a great suggestion, alright? I'm not telling you that you didn't pick a good one. You picked a good one. But I think To One in Paradise would be a little bit better. Alright, guys. Someone asked for choices? You mean by Angela Morgan? Is that the one you're talking about? I suppose. Okay, I'll put that in the QE. What else we got here? Apple Dore, Dore, Capodore, 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 Capodore. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Nevermore. Yeah, that's uh, the Raven. When is the next live? Bro, you're still here? <laughs> uh, the next live maybe might be Wednesday. Uh, most likely, it probably won't be tomorrow, but Wednesday will probably be another great, great day, great evening. So, I used to do it around 10.30 at night, Eastern Standard Time, but I've been pushing it back since I'm on vacation. So, for now, it's probably like 11.30ish, maybe midnight, so it's not the ideal time for many of y'all, but, you know, that's just this time schedule that I have to work with for now. Where am I from? I'm from the United States of America. <laughs> Alright guys, it looks like we have all of the requests going on. And we're good. let's get started. Alright? I'm ex so excited, y'all. Alright, y'all. So... I'm going to start with I'm going to start with the Uruguayan poet. His name is Mario Benedetti. If you don't know him, please make sure you write down his name. His name is Mario Mario Benedetti. Okay? Mario Benedetti. He's from Uruguay. 
and he wrote a poem called Tactic and Strategy. I'm going to read this in English first, followed by a the original version, which is Spanish. And there you go. All right. So, para todos aquellos que hablan español de nuevo, no, mira, después de este live, no quiero oír ningún, ningún, como se dice, complain. <laughs> A ver, vete, 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 vete. No quiero que se quejan que yo no leí poemas en castellano. Ya leí dos. Ahora voy a leer un tercero. Así que, por favor, si ustedes no se, ponen, no se sintonizan y no pongan mucha atención, es tu culpa. Así que aquí vamos. Vamos a leerlo en inglés primero y después con el idioma más bonito de este mundo, el español. ¿Cierto? Aquí vamos. My tactic is to look at you, to learn how you are, love you as you are, and my tactic is to talk to you and listen to you and construct with words an indestructible bridge. saying I don't care what you're thinking just no it's not so good dang man come on let's get some likes for that one y'all let's get some likes I I, I need some likes for that one man <laughs> wasn't that so amazing come on y'all Mario Benedetti man this guy's a master of like constructing words man it's amazing This is a God-given gift by the Heavenly Father himself, bestowed onto this gentleman named Mario Benedetti, and he decided to write these words to a beloved woman. Oh. Por favor. Por favor. You guys ready for the Spanish version? The original version? Oh, man, it's going to be so good, y'all. Come on, y'all. I know you want to hear this in Spanish. Even if you don't know Spanish, you got to still hear this in Spanish. Aquí vamos. Wait, I gotta find it <laughs> real quick. One second, one second. 
All right, here we go. I'm going to rewind this real quick. And we will start momentarily. All right, I got to start this track one more time. All right, here we go, y'all. You guys ready? All right, here we go. Yo soy tu hombre. Yo soy el que te ama más que cualquier otro. Yo no me comparo con ello. Porque yo soy el mejor. Para ti. Y yo sé que tú me necesitas. A pesar de que no lo vas a admitir. Pero yo sé algo en profundidad en tu corazón tú me quieras y eso es mi estrategia yo te voy a mirar yo te voy a conversar yo te voy a amar te voy a amar con palabras te voy a disfrazar con palabras te voy a duchar con palabras yo te voy a abrazarte con palabras 
yo te voy a apoyar con palabras, yo te voy a enamorar con palabras, yo te voy a enloquecerte con palabras, yo te voy a enredarte en mis palabras para que jamás te puedas huir. serás para mí, serás mía. Y a la vez, yo seré tuyo. Y de ningún otro. Nadie más existe en nuestro mundo. Y así sabrás que yo te quería. Y yo te quiero para siempre. Y'all, this is fire. This is fire. I know some of you have been following me for a while, but those of you who haven't been following me or new to this live, this is fire. Alright? Sometimes we do something like called an improv session, like an improv poem. Sometimes I rip it, riff it off of other poems that I read. Oh man, that was so good, y'all. Oh, that track was so hot too, man. Ooh, yes sir. Good suggestion. Thank you so much, Miss Gloria, for that one. I haven't read that one in a while, but I did do a video of it. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Are we ready for the next ones? Yes, you are ready for the next ones. Let's take a drink of water. I'm going to take a drink of water. You guys know what to do. Tap that screen. Get those likes up. And you got to do it until I stop drinking water, right? So, tap, tap, tap. Let's go. happen <laughs> someday I'll share about this story about how I got this <laughs> I just realized where this came from when I was drinking this an interesting story but it's definitely not for this evening <laughs> maybe someday i'll share the story of my water bottle Ooh, all right so i think lisa asked for breathe by becky hemsley and ladies this poem is especially for you because this is a beautiful poem about finding a place of comfort after turmoil after heartaches after challenges in your life this is written by becky hemsley she is an english woman from leicester sire leicester leicester sorry leicester and or wait leicestershire <laughs> leicestershire and it's a beautiful poem and i know that you guys will like this so Feel free to pass this and share this with some loved ones, especially maybe if you have some a mom or a grandparent or an aunt. This poem is definitely for them as well. So it's a very sentimental poem, very endearing poem, and a very uplifting poem too. All right. All right. Let me start this track one last time, and then we'll get started. Give me one second. All right, I think this is a good track right here. All right, y'all ready? All right, this is titled Breathe by 
Becky Hemsley. Here we go. She sat at the back and they said she was shy and she led from the front and they hated her pride. They asked her advice and then questioned her guidance. They branded her loud then were shocked by her silence. When she shared no ambition, they said it was sad. So when she told them her dreams, they said she was mad. They told her they'd listen, then covered their ears and gave her a hug while they laughed at her fears. And she listened to all of it thinking she should be the girl they told her to be best as she could but one day she asked what was best for herself instead of trying to please everyone else so she walked to the forest and stood with the trees she heard the wind whisper and dance with the leaves. And she spoke to the willow, the elm, and the pine. And she told them what she'd been told time after time. She told them she felt she was never enough. She was either too little far, far too much, too loud, or too quiet, too fierce, or too weak, too wise, or too foolish, too bold, or too meek. Then she found a small clearing surrounded by firs. And she stopped. And she heard what the trees said to her. And she sat there for hours, not wanting to leave. For the forest said nothing. It just let her breathe. Magnificent poem, Breathe by Becky Hemsley. You know, I don't want to ruin the taste of this poem, right, with analysis. Sometimes you just got to let poems be without any interpretation. Just let it speak to you. You don't need me to interpret this for you. 
What a beautiful poem, right? Just going to the forest and just living and reminding yourself that like all these distractions, all these challenges and complaints and discouragements and disappointments sometimes you just gotta like get away and just live and breathe which is why hiking is so important or any type of exercise is so important you just gotta like get your body active right like remind yourself of the importance of living of taking care of yourself right there's many ways to take care of yourself, right? Eating well, consuming, like reading and, and listening and watching things that are actually healthy for you, right? There's some really bad content out there. If you didn't know this already, of course you do. And of course, you got to take care of your body. I know it's probably really stressful and you probably have like an overwhelming life right now, but that's why you got to do it. You got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your mind. You got to take care of your heart. And you got to take care of the things that make you valuable in this world. Because you are a living being. So be living. Stop thinking that you don't have time to do things. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. If you got kids and you just can't really like budget the, the the finances right now, guess what? There's some really great friends in your circle that will definitely help you out there. They can watch the kids for an hour or two. Go. Enjoy yourself. Go exercise. Go eat something healthy. Go go for a walk in the forest. Go just go. You can do it. <laughs> Yes, you can. Anybody that says they don't have time for you for whatever reason is not telling you the truth. They just don't want to say something that's going to hurt you and be impolite. No. Only have friends that will make time for you. That's how you can tell who actually cares for you. Right? People that say, oh man, I forgot. No. You didn't want to say the truth can't be friends with people like that. Sorry. Alright. Best be on your way. Good luck to you. I hope you find some peace and happiness in your life. But I can't surround myself with someone that's going to be dishonest. Sorry. You say you don't have time because you're at your you know, friend's house, your parent's house or whatever. No. What? Whatever, man. I know you can make time. You just don't care about me. <laughs> you really don't. So. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Another great selection by Miss Lisa. Thank you so much for selecting that. So good, so good. Alright, we're gonna honor... Another request by Khalilji, or somebody requested Khalilji, but I can't remember the name. I'm so sorry. I missed your name. But somebody requested Khalilji, so 
here is your selection. You didn't tell me what poem, so I'm just going to be picking one here. And so, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, this is a little too jazzy for, for Khalid Gibran. <laughs> Give me one second. Here we go. Give me one second. Oh man, all these beats are so good. Dang. All right, I'm gonna read a poem by Khalil Gibran called "God." Y'all ready? Here we go. In the ancient days, when the first quiver of speech came to my lips. I ascended the holy mountain and spoke unto God, saying, Master, I am thy slave. Thy hidden will is my law, and I shall obey thee forevermore. But God made no answer. And like a mighty tempest passed away, And after a thousand years, I ascended the holy mountain and again spoke unto God, saying, Creator, I am thy creation, and out of clay hast thou fashioned me, and to thee I owe mine all. And God made no answer but like a thousand swift wings passed away. And after a thousand years I climbed the holy mountain and spoke unto God, saying, Father, I am thy son. In pity and love thou hast given me birth, and through love and worship I shall inherit the kingdom. And God made no answer. And like the mist that veils the distant hills, he passed away. And after a thousand years, I climbed the sacred mountain and again spoke unto God, saying, My God, my aim and my fulfillment, I am thy yesterday and thou art my tomorrow. I am thy root in the earth and thou art my flower in the sky and together we grow before the face of the sun. leaned over me, and in my ears whispered words of sweetness, and even as the sea that enfoldeth the brook that runneth down to her, he enfolded me, and when I descended to the valleys and the plains, was there also.
first of all, I want to say a big, big thank you to Miss Sandra. Thank you so much, Sandra. You didn't have to do that, but huge, 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 huge heart for you. Thank you so much, Sandra. That was amazing. Thank you so much. I didn't really expect that, but thank you so much. So in this poem, by the way, okay, this is written by Khalil Gibran. He's a Lebanese American. And he wrote a poem. This was actually more like a short story, but it's written sort of like stylistically like a poem, but it's technically a short story. Anyway, so he wrote this poem about this guy that is so devoted to God and, you know, he prays to him and he kind of like acknowledges him, right? And so many times, like most people, like they tend to think that, oh man, God didn't answer my prayers, right? And all these things. It's a very typical argument within faith-based communities. And so all of a sudden, after thousands and thousands of years, right? A long time. Then this particular person that's talking basically just like exclaims in all of his like you know just like desire and longing my god my aim and my fulfillment my yesterday and my tomorrow i am thy root in the earth and thou art my flower in the sky and together we grow before the sun you see sometimes like people might say something like Oh yes, you are my master, you are my creator, right? And that's nice to hear, but really, do you actually believe them, right? Do you actually like believe what you're saying? Do you actually acknowledge what you're saying sometimes? Sometimes we don't do that. We take words so, for, for granted so much that we don't really pay attention to them, which is why I wanted to teach you guys earlier about the word longing, right? And the word simulation and simulacra, right? All these words are like so, so conceptual. And they have such an important connotation as well as meaning and, and derived from a rich history of other languages. We take it for granted nowadays. We really don't know the beauty of what those words actually mean. And then finally, this persona in this, in this short story finally just kind of lays it all out and says, basically, I am nothing without you. And then that's when God like basically like acknowledges him and says, yeah, now you understand what it means to be loved by me. And now I'm going to love you even more than you ever thought possible. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be like, just like be your father and no matter how many years or moments pass that pass by that seems like there's no answer all it takes is this one instance where you finally realize i've always been there i've always loved you you just didn't believe it good 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 short, short story all right y'all so we're gonna go down write down the requests so i apologize i know some of you guys are like putting stuff on the comments right now but i'm gonna go keep going down from earlier from what people other people have requested so if you do have some requests just wait until i'm done with these i have about three more after this and then 
I can get some more ones if you'd like. Although it is getting a little bit late, so I'm just gonna <laughs> like just give you a heads up. I may honor them, I may not. I am getting a little bit tired, but I still got it. I still got it, y'all. I still got it. I took a nap today. I went to the gym today. It's all good, right? I ate something really delicious. I got some. Actually, I'm running out of water, so I gotta get some water here pretty soon. So we're still good. All right. So somebody requested "If" by Rudyard Kipling, and so I'm gonna read that one next. You guys ready? Let me let me listen to this real quick. One second. called If by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you Trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired of by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good. Talk too wise, and if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if. You can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to, broken, and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss. Start again at your beginnings. And never breathe a word about your loss. And if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone. And so hold on when there is nothing in you 
except the will which says to them, hold on. And if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man. be like that sometimes so good no I'm not even gonna play I'm not even gonna I'm too tired to analyze that one y'all <laughs> that's it's, it's self-explanatory once again that was if by Rudyard Kipling there you go all right we're gonna go down the line here this one's titled stopping by the woods on a snowy evening by Mr. Robert Frost ladies frost yourselves you guys ready woods these are I think I know and his house is in the village though he will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow my little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near between the woods and the frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there's some mistake. And the only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely dark and deep but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to, to go before I sleep If you guys are interested in the analysis of that poem, you should listen to my other podcasts. If you are interested in listening to those podcasts, it's available for you on Spotify. If you don't have Spotify, just search it on your app store. And once you download it, then search for J. Rolton Speaks. You'll see a profile picture of my face. There are three links underneath that profile picture. The first one is for you to rate the show. Let me know how I'm doing. The second link is for you to leave a voice message. So if you want to hear something in the future, 
to be read, then you can leave it there. And of course, the third and final link is to support the show. I can't tell you how many hours it takes to put this together sometimes. And it does take a lot of, you know, a lot of you know, I spend like a good solid two hours on these whenever I do these podcasts. So I just want to say thank you to my current subscribers. All you all know how much it makes a difference in my life. And so if there's anybody new out there that would love to, you know, to support the show, I would absolutely be so honored and humbled by your gift. And so I can't tell you how much that is helps me, you know, maintain the, you know, pays the bills for all this electricity that you see here, right? Or you can't see it, but there's some lights around me here. And of course, the mic itself and the some of these tracks actually are not exactly for free. So anyway, I use it for other purposes as well, but but I definitely like to use it for the show itself. itself. So if you want to support the show, please, please do. It'd be so much so helpful. Thank you to all of you that have given me gifts here on this live. You didn't have to do that, but I certainly am so thankful for that. But I do want to encourage all of you to go to my Spotify account, listen to those podcasts, and you know you won't be disappointed. I guarantee you're going to like it. There's going to be some really great content there that's going to be so uplifting, and it's going to teach you some things. So by all means, go there, listen to it, and if you, if your heart tells you to, support the show. Subscribe, all right? You won't regret it. It's worth it. All right, y'all. I'm looking forward to this next one because this was requested by Miss Sandra. And this is the la- My Last Duchess. This is a fantastic poem, by the way. This is written by Robert Browning, who is the husband of Elizabeth Browning. And as all y'all know how I feel about Elizabeth Browning, Elizabeth Browning is an amazing, an amazing Victorian poet who was second in line to becoming Poet Laureate. She would have been the first woman, I believe, to be in England to be uh, given that title of Poet Laureate. And if you don't know what that title does in England, by the way, guys, and it still exists, by the way, it's a very prestigious title. And it's given to basically the most gifted writer of your culture, of your nation. And so they represent basically your entire literature all in one person. That's how incredible it is. And so... Uh, Miss Elizabeth Browning, she was second in line. And guess who actually beat her in that uh, title? The even more talented (laughs) Tennyson himself. So it's kind of like too bad that she was born in the same time frame as as he was. And by no means, okay, this has nothing to do with like gender, okay? She was very talented. Everybody knew it. But Tennyson is Tennyson, y'all. I mean, come on. If you haven't read Tennyson, like you are definitely gonna be wasting your life because you need to read this guy this guy's amazing at just as much as elizabeth browning is but tennyson has like this really like just a a, a natural way of like incorporating like so much ideology and so much philosophy so much knowledge into like a few words elizabeth browning was very very intellectual by the way but she was much more known for like love letters love poems and those were all, every single one of them is beautiful. But obviously her style is not as diverse as Tennyson was. So anyway, there's other arguments there as well. But this is written by Robert Browning. This is titled, My Last Duchess. Before I read this, I want to take get some water real quick. I also need a stretch because I've just been sitting on this for almost two hours now. So I'll be right back, y'all. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to get some water. I'm going to stretch. I'll be back in like two minutes, if if that. Okay, maybe even one minute. So don't go anywhere.
Alright y'all, here we go. This is titled, My Last Duchess, by the ever-so-talented Robert Browning. That's my last duchess painted on the wall, looking as if she were alive. I call that piece a wonder now. Fra Pandolf's hands worked busily a day, and there she stands. Will't please you to sit and look at her? I said Fra Pandolf by design, for never read strangers like you that pictured countenance. The depth and passion of its earnest glance, but to myself they turned, since none puts by the curtain I have drawn for you. But I, and seemed as they would ask me, if they durst, how such a glance came there. So, not the first, are you to turn and ask thus, sir, twas not. Her husband's presence only called that spot of joy into the duchess' cheek. Perhaps Fra Pandolf chanced to say, Her mantle laps over my lady's wrist too much. Or, Paint must never hope to reduce the paint half-flush that dies along her throat. And such stuff was courtesy. And cause enough for calling up that spot of joy and she had a heart how shall I say too soon made glow glad too easily impressed she likes whatever she looked on and her looks went everywhere sir twas all one my favour at her breast, the dropping of the daylight in the west, the bough of cherries, some officious fool, broke in the orchard for her, the white mule she rode with round the terrace, all and each would draw from her, like alike the approving speech, or blush at least. She thanked men, good, but thanked somehow, I know not how, as if she ranked my gift of a nine-hundred-year-old name with anybody's gift, who stooped to blame this sort of trifling, even had you skill in speech, which I have not, to make your will quite clear to such an, an one and say just this or that in you disgust me here you miss or there exceed the mark and if she let herself be lessened so nor plainly set her wits to yours forsooth and make ex and made excuse even then would be some stooping and i choose never to stoop Oh, sir, she smiled, no doubt, 
whenever I passed her, but who passed without much that the same smile? This grew. I gave commands. Then all smiles stopped together. There she stands as if alive. Wilt please your eyes? We'll meet the company below, then. I repeat, the count, your master's known munificence, is ample warrant that no just pretense of mine for dowry will be disallowed. Though his fair daughter's self, as I avowed, at starting is my object. Nay, we'll go together down, sir. Notice Neptune, though taming a seahorse, thought a rarity, which claws of Innsbruck cast in bronze for me. So, it's a little hard to follow, but if you read this again, this is actually a story about a basically a very very well-to-do gentleman right he is very powerful he has wealth right he has influence and he talks about this painting of his last duchess right his last like wife basically and he's describing like how she was and this woman was you know very friendly pretty flirtatious okay the way it's described to you she's pretty flirtatious especially whenever they had these guests in their house. And so she was very friendly with them. <laughs> and so he would describe her, you know, she was very friendly, you know, very like, just kind of like, you know, very friendly. <laughs> and of course, him being a gentleman, he didn't let his anguish out or his jealousy out. He, you know, he controlled it. But later on, you realize, wait a minute. He still has her on this painting and it makes you wonder like how she got on that painting and why she's on that painting well i'll leave that to your imagination but it's a little bit eerie actually because you know he basically like wanted to control her so much that he decided to put her on a wall and that way he can like take her everywhere with her with him sorry right so it's a little bit kind of like kind of like a like a tales from the crypt type of story <laughs> but it's still a great poem though okay this is probably uh, robert browning's one of his his best works so it's not a it doesn't have a great theme but you know it's still a great poem <laughs> so thank you sandra for suggesting that i haven't read that poem in a very very long time in fact I think the last time I actually wrote it and wrote a paper about it was when I was in my master's program a long time ago. Man, that was like 2006, I think. Must have been a long, long, long time. Good stuff, though. Mm. Yeah. I remember my professor that was teaching me about that poem during that class. Man. He was really into it. And I got it. Oh, man. I don't even know if I, should, if I should share this. But so this professor of mine, when I was doing my master's, I was taking his Victorian poetry class. 
and he was very wise like so much knowledge about poetry especially victorian poetry like he knew like every single detail about every single poet's like biography he's just so such an intellectual you know and i remember he was wanting to see me because one of my essays that i wrote for him wasn't that good and so he was kind enough to like basically like help me but he wanted me to come to his office so i went to his office and I had a hard time finding his office because, well, offices tend to have a very similar look, right? You have a desk, you have bookshelves, you have a sometimes window, right? But you have a desk, right? And I couldn't find his office because he didn't have his name on this door. And there was several office doors that were open. And then I found this one office space that was just piled with books and paper everywhere and I saw him sitting like on the corner near the door of his office it was so piled with books and paper I'm telling you it was on the floors it was everywhere it looked like a storage room that nobody cared to organize in years. And I just couldn't believe it, you know? I, like, I, I, I literally had to sit outside of his door while he was talking to me because there wasn't any space in his office. It was just enough room for his chair. But you know what? I still admire this man because this man was like a walking like library. He read all the time. He was just a, he was a joy to learn from, a, an absolute joy. But man, I don't even want to know what his dwelling place looks like. <laughs> but I, you know, I respect him and I love him and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Like I actually do admire this guy. But sadly, I heard he passed away a few years ago, so Definitely a great thinker. Taught me a lot, for sure. You want me to tell you a tale from the crypt? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to switch, like, music if we're going to do that. Let's see, maybe I can find something here. Maybe we'll reserve that for another day. I feel a little bit unprepared to read a Tales from the Crypt type of story. But I'll definitely think about doing it for another life for sure. Is that cool? Alright. Did somebody ask... Oh wait, I forgot about the Edgar Allan Poe one. Dang, I forgot about that one. Alright, I got I don't even know if they're in here still, by the way. Alright, so whoever wanted the Edgar Allan Poe, here he goes. This is Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe. Y'all ready? Alright, let me just check who is listening in. 
Alright, almost there, girl. I'm just trying to make sure we're on the same page here. Alright, here we go. This is Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe. I'm going to change the track real quick and get started. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. Let's give this a shot, alright? Here we go. with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. And I was a child and she was a child in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabelle Lee, with a love that was winged seraphs of heaven, coveted her and This was the reason that, long ago, in this kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud, chilling my beautiful Annamelee, so that her highborn kinsman came and bore her away from me, to shut her up in a sepulcher, sepulcher in this kingdom by the sea. And the angels, not half so happy in heaven, went envying her and me. Yes, that's right. Not happy, went envying her and me. And yes, that was the reason all, as all men know, in this kingdom by the sea, that the wind came out of the cloud by night, chilling and killing my Annabelle Lee. But our love was stronger by far than the love of those who were older than we, of many far wiser than we, and neither the angels in heaven above nor the demons down under the sea can ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. For the moon never beams without bringing me dreams of the beautiful Annabelle Lee, and the stars never rise, but I feel the bright eyes of that beautiful Annabelle Lee. And so all the night tide, I lie down by the side of my darling, my darling, my life, and my bride. In her sepulcher there by the sea, and her tomb by the sounding sea. Do you know where Edgar Allan Poe grew up, by the way? Charleston, South Carolina. That's right. You all shall visit Charleston, South Carolina. One of the most beautiful cities in the United States. Hands down. Alright, y'all. Alright. 
All right, so one person requested Choice by Angela Morgan. You guys are gonna really like this one. I've read this one the last few lives. It seems to be very popular among y'all, so. All right, here we go. You guys ready? I'd rather have thought of you to hold against my heart my spirit to be taught of you with west winds blowing and all the warm caresses of another's love bestowing all the glories of the world in which you had no part and I'd rather have the theme of you to thread my nights and days and I'd rather have the dream of you with faint stars glowing I'd rather have the want of you the rich elusive tone of you Forever and forever and forever unconfessed and claim the alien comfort of any other's breast. Oh lover, oh my lover, that this should come to me. I'd rather have the hope of you. I'll love, I'd rather grope for you within the within the great abyss and claim another's kiss alone I'd rather go my way throughout eternity yes ma'am you heard me right I'd rather go my way throughout eternity and that was choice by Angela Morgan not typically read in the Southern accent, but we make do what we have, right? <laughs> Good stuff. All right, y'all. Whoo! This was such a fun, fun live, y'all. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so honored. It has been such a blast. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day tomorrow. And I hope to do another live on Wednesday. I probably won't be able to do it tomorrow. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. But I want to say welcome to all of you newcomers for being here. I want to say a special thank you. And I want you to invite, come back, right? If you want to get notifications on whenever I go live, I suggest you follow me. That way you can get a notification when I go live. And as I said before, if you don't have Spotify, download it. And once you download it, search for my show. It's called J. Rolden Speaks. You'll see a profile picture of my face. And there are some episodes there that were going to teach you something, that are going to stimulate something in your mind, in your heart. And so I invite you to go and check it out. Rate the show. Let me know how I'm doing. If you have a request, leave a message. And if you want to support the show, there's also a link there as well. But I want to say I am so thankful that you came here. And well... I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. 
And I want to say a special thank you to all my Spanish-speaking community. Mil gracias por ustedes. Mil, un millón de gracias por ustedes. Espero que disfrutaron los poemas en castellano. Fue una, una maravilla leerlos y también para analizarlos juntos. Espero que lo pasen súper bien mañana. Y bueno, si Dios quiere, nos vemos en la próxima live. Así que muchas gracias por su sintonía y espero que nos vemos en la próxima episodio, ¿cierto? En el, en el próximo capítulo, si Dios quiere. Un gran abrazo para ustedes, que tengan un buen y feliz día de mañana, ¿cierto? All right, y'all. Have a good, good night. You need to follow the show, seriously. Like, like, seriously, follow it. <laughs> anyway, good night, everybody.